everyone. Welcome back to the Wealthy, Worthy, and Wild podcast. I'm your host, Amy Tollifsrud from Rebel Nutrition. And it's pretty funny, actually, as I say my last name. I was just following my friend Claire. Her, her handle on Instagram is clairefletcher.co. And she was actually just talking about the topic of taking your husband's last name when you get married. And it's something that... I promise I have a point to this. I'm not just going on a total tangent, but I obviously took my husband's last name, which is Tollifstrude, and I, even to this day, am not 100% sure how to say it, which sounds crazy, but different people in his family say it differently. It's just really funny because my maiden name was Martella, which is so much easier. Eric and I talk about this all the time now that like, I don't know why I didn't suggest that we take my maiden name when we got married because both of us really just don't believe in like traditional gender roles. And he was like, yeah, I totally would have taken your last name. That would have been fine. It would have been so much easier to spell. And looking back now, I'm like, why didn't I do that? But it's funny how over time you learn to like question just the status quo and like what society expects from you more and more and I mean I'm not mad that it's my last name or anything like that it's just more so for the ease of spelling it but okay that was a total tangent and if you're new here you're probably like what the fuck is this podcast about so a little background about myself before we get into the episode I am a FNTP which is a functional nutritional therapy practitioner I'm also a online business coach online course creator and I started my business as a new FNTP seeing nutrition clients in a one-on-one setting. Most of them were virtual and this was even like four years ago. So that was kind of a new thing. Um, And I was also working another job at the time because anybody who's trying to see one-on-one clients as a full-time job knows that that can be pretty exhausting. And it's, unless you have a huge audience um, or a huge network, it's pretty pretty difficult to get the amount of one-on-one clients that you need without burning yourself out to make a full-time income. So what I decided to do around four years ago now was turn my one-on-one client process into an online course. The thought process of mine was like, I can help so many people at once and put all of my topics and resources and ideas and the process that I take my clients through, I can put it into a digital resource that can be sold over and over again, helping hundreds, if not thousands of people, um, which is essentially what I did. And it's now turned into multiple courses. And over that time, I went from basically zero to over seven figures. And this was while traveling the world and living as a digital nomad. So now I am really passionate about teaching these methods to other people through my online courses. And if that sounds like something you might be interested in, if you're starting a business, I recommend checking out all of my free resources over at rebelnutrition.com resources. Or you can also just come follow me on Instagram at rebelnutrition. I share tons of videos. I'm obsessed with reels now. I and post one every single day for you guys. And And whether you're at the beginning stages of your business or you are ready to scale to six, seven figures and start creating passive income, there's a resource for you. I've got it on my website, so rebelnutrition.com. But anyways, let's get into today's episode with Andrea Nordling, who is also an FNTP and my friend. We actually met when we were going through the nutritional therapy program, um, and we've stayed in touch ever since. Now we even run a membership together called the UX Coaching Membership, which we talk about in this episode because we have a really special Black Friday promotion going on for you guys. But the UX membership is weekly group coaching, workshops, training, support. It's really for those of you who are building a business, but you need that outer accountability. You want the support. So 
I'm really excited to invite you guys into the training. And when you enroll during Black Friday, you're also getting access to our Profitable Business Bootcamp five-week course. You are also getting Andrea's Facebook ads training. It's called Ads Like a Boss, and it covers Facebook ads and Instagram ads. And we talk a lot about both of those things in today's episode. You are also getting Andrea's membership magic course. So if you're somebody who wants to create your own membership, this is the time to get in. So even if you're listening to this in the future, you'll still be able to enroll in the UX membership using the link I'm about to share with you guys. But some of these bonuses, like the membership magic and the Facebook ads training, are probably not going to be available. So if you want in, it's time to do it right now. Just head over to buildaprofitablepractice.com slash podcast. Now let's get into this episode with Andrea. I'm so excited for you guys to hear our conversation about Facebook ads, outsourcing, selling like a dude. Yes, I said it, selling like a dude. You are definitely going to want to listen in for this part. It's so juicy, so exciting, and let's get into it. Well, welcome back to the podcast. I think for the third time, Miss Andrea Nordling. We are so excited to have you. I am so excited to be here. I'm fully caffeinated and just ready to talk all the things today. So excited. Oh, me too. I okay, confession time. I actually had four coffees this morning. Oh, nice. I only had three, but I also did have um, four Reese's peanut butter. Oh, okay. So that's a good amount of like sugar. Yeah. Yeah, So I'm like bundling it all together. It's fine. It's totally fine. No, sometimes (laughs) I'm like, if people knew, I love that I just said that on the podcast, but I'm like, I wonder like how much people would judge me if they knew that I was drinking four coffees. (laughs) But it's fine, you know? No, I'm right there with you. I only had three, but then, you know, just supplemented that last one with a good shot of straight up sugar and hydrogenated <laughs> oils, just all of it. I love They're it. so good. Oh my God. Reese's are so good though. Well, I'm super excited today to talk about a couple different things. We're going to be talking all about online business, memberships, Facebook ads, outsourcing. And if you guys haven't listened to the other podcasts that I've done with Andrea previously, I will link to those in the show notes because they are all amazing. And if you're starting a business, you are definitely going to want to listen to them. There's so many juicy nuggets in there. But the first thing I want to talk about, which I think that we mentioned, or I think that I mentioned briefly on our last podcast, but you had just started or you were just about to start traveling full-time in your RV. And now you've been doing that for a couple months, right? We have, yes. So I would love to talk about how you are able to run a successful business because you also have two kids and a husband and you're all in the RV together. And Mm -hmm. I want to know how you are able to like prioritize time to get work done and have boundaries while still being around like in a close space with your family. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the short answer is just coffee and Reese's. It's fine. (laughs) No, No, I'm kidding. Yeah. It's been definitely an adjustment, but it's been fantastic. So I'll take everyone back just a little bit so that, you know, if you're listening for the first time. So we decided with just with everything weird with COVID and the kids school was going to be weird anyway, that it was a perfect time to fully commit to being nomads for a while. So we, and we were very unlikely people to do this. We lived on 10 acres, had lots of space, had like lots of all of the things. And we're like, nope, we're going to just sell everything, move the rest of it to my dad's house. He has a big, beautiful house that he lives in alone. And he said, yeah, that's fine. So we moved our few things that we kept into, um, into his house as kind of like our home base in Minnesota, which is where it's home for us. And we're like, okay, we're renovating this camper and we're just going to travel in the camper for as long as that's fun. And when that stops being fun, if it does, we'll Airbnb or we'll, you know, figure it out. 
as we go. And so this has been quite the adjustment, but it's been fantastic. My husband is working remotely. I'm working remotely. He, he does kind of like part-time stuff. He had a, um, like a more of a corporate job that didn't really lend itself to remote working. So he took on a little bit of a different role and kind of just pops in at his company when he wants to. So that's really no pressure. My business, which we'll talk about how that kind of runs on the road is pretty well suited, I feel like for our, our setup. And then we're figuring out homeschooling, which is just, I, every time I say that, I think I'm the least likely person to ever be homeschooling their kids. So I just laugh at myself that this is our life and we're doing it in a camper. It's so funny, but here we are, it's working. So how do you logistically make that work though? Like, I'm just thinking about if you have any kind of like tips around how you structure your day, like, is it, are you like, okay, from eight to 10 AM mom is working on her business and then I'm doing homeschool and then I'm making food. Like, how do you, how do you do that? Well, we had a pretty serious conversation as a family that, so my kids are 11 and seven. So they're, I mean, definitely at the age where they can do a lot of stuff for themselves, which is great. But we had a pretty big conversation around like, mom isn't going to do all the cooking. Mom isn't going to do all the planning. Mom isn't going to do all the grocery shopping. Mom's not going to do everything for everybody, um, which I think they were pretty used to. So that was, that was good. That was probably long overdue that we delegated and made the kids do a lot more of their stuff anyway. Um, that, and when I say kids, I mean also husbands, but you know, <laughs> I'm just going to give credit where credit is due that we had to do some delegating. So everybody was kind of on board that things were going to be a little different. And I already, which we'll kind of talk about this, why a membership is perfect for this lifestyle or an online course or anything um, kind of like fully digital because what I've been able to do is just structure my weekly schedule to have one day where I know I really need to have good Wi-Fi and I need to be able to focus. It's like my work day. So for, for us, that's Mondays because we do a live coaching call in the up-level membership on Mondays. So I just make sure that wherever we're traveling, whatever we're doing, we are in a stationary spot with good Wi-Fi on Mondays. And we do travel days, other days of the week or other excursions or other things that we're doing are just not on Mondays. And that is pretty, I mean, that's working pretty well because then Greg can schedule his work calls or anything that he has going on to make sure that they're not on Mondays. And that's like my day. So anything I need to do, any videos I want to film, any um, like live stuff, any, basically anything just happens on Mondays and I can schedule in anything else the rest of the week. That's a bonus, but I'm like pretty focused on streamlining everything I need to do into one day. That's amazing. I think that's a really good, really good tip is like prioritizing that day and like everything like that comes first on Mondays, I'm sure. And then other days it's like, if you can fit it in, that's great, but it's not a big deal yeah. if you don't. Um, totally. And I'm an early bird. Like I love to get up early and get a couple hours in of whatever I want to work in, whether that's like going through new courses or reading or responding to stuff within our membership. There's like a lot of kind of nuanced stuff and, and like member support that happens in there. I do that all early in the morning before my family even gets up. So that works really well for me. But I know even if I don't do that, like Mondays are my day, I can crank out everything on Mondays. It's kind of like, here's what I think it, it's, it's like before you go on vacation and you get all of the things done in your life before a big vacation. Like, I, I don't know. I don't think I'm the only one that does this. And I'm like, wow, if I was always as productive as I am before I go on vacation, <laughs> but I know I need to get like all of the, the things wrapped up, then that would be great. And that's kind of just what I make myself do um, like every week on Mondays. It's, just, it's like I'm going on vacation because I don't know if the rest of the week, if I'm going to get anything done, I always do. But I, I always set it up that if I don't, that's okay. 
I have a question that I, I don't think I've ever asked you. This is something that people ask me a lot, but I feel like you and I are pretty similar in this way that we are both really, I don't know if motivated is the right word, but we are always really driven to like continue to work on our business. Um, mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that it's always like easy, but we always kind of find a way to make it happen. I'm wondering like, is there something that you do to stay motivated? Like, do you think it's just a true passion for what you do as a business? Or do you think it's something else? Is it a competitive thing? Do you like, what is it? Cause I know a lot of people, and I'm sure you've heard this from like clients and people in our membership as well, that it's just, they have trouble like kind of sticking with it or seeing projects through to the end. Yeah, no, I totally see this. And especially with our members inside up level, this comes up a lot. It's just like, well, how do I stay motivated? How do I keep going? And I think ultimately you just realize that if you're not motivated, that doesn't mean something's gone wrong. You just do it anyway. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think that's a, you know, like a huge point that, Hey, sometimes you're not motivated and sometimes I'm not either, but the like reframing the whole mindset around that, that doesn't mean that something's gone wrong. It's okay. Like that's, all right. So motivation is an extra bonus. If you feel really like, oh my gosh, everything is flowing. I'm, I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Things come a lot easier. That's great. That's a bonus. But if you're not motivated, you, you can still do the things. It doesn't mean you stop. Just keep going. That's a really good point. I also heard somebody on a podcast recently talking about like not waiting for the motivation to hit you, but instead like keep doing the thing that you want to do because motivation is fleeting. But the more likely that you're spending time, let's say working on your business, the more likely the motivation will come. So it's like putting in the effort and then it'll come rather than waiting for that like external hit of genius to (laughs) to hit you over the head. Oh, totally. And I would say that definitely our current lifestyle where we have we, we, we burned the boats. We don't, there's, there's no house to go back to right now. Yes. We have a really comfortable home base at my dad's house, but we don't like, we don't have our, our 10 acres and all of the outside space and all the stuff we had before. We don't have Greg's salary. We don't have all of that. That was, that would make it really easy to be half in half out. And so I, I also think there's something to be said for just having to figure it out. I mean, luckily my business was successful and I haven't had a a hard time sticking with it over the years. But because of that, that's why we're able to be doing what we're doing right now, because my business can, I, I can work anywhere and we have so much flexibility right now. And that, even if I didn't have any, even if I didn't even like my business, which luckily I do, I think it's, it's I think it's so fun. It pushes me. It, I, I'm always loving blowing my own mind about what's possible. And I think we'll talk about that in this episode too, but like, I, I love that. So I just kind of get a high from that anyway. But even if I didn't, just knowing that the the value that I'm creating is funding our lifestyle right now, that would be enough, honestly. I love that. Well, I, and there's nothing like it, having that freedom to like what you guys are doing, just to be able to travel around and kind of make your own schedule and honestly do whatever you want. Like you work on Mondays and then you, the rest of your week is pretty flexible. I mean, I think that's something that is just so valuable to be able to teach other people how to do. So I'm excited to talk more about tips for people to kind of create that lifestyle since it's one that you and I both are very passionate about. Um, And we've talked about, I think on our first episode we ever did, we talked about membership sites. So I won't talk, I won't ask you too many questions about that, but I still think it'd be really good to chat about a little bit because I think memberships, you know, if somebody wants to create a online business, creating a membership site is a really awesome place to start. So can you just tell us a little bit about like, let's say, what are the benefits of having a membership site? And would somebody need to have a lot of 
one-on-one -on -one client experience or just a lot of experience in a certain area before they created a membership site? It was such a good question. Okay. No. The best answer is no, you don't. You get to create your membership based off of whatever you have going right now. And so the way I teach memberships is if you are just starting from scratch, you have literally nothing created in your business. You haven't worked with many one-on-one -on -one clients. You don't have a website. You don't have anything. Membership's a really good place to start because especially the way I teach it, you can kind of launch your membership secretly where the whole world doesn't need to know that you're creating a membership, but you kind of frame it as an exclusive group program or an exclusive one-on-one -on -one package where you're going to be working with people kind of fleshing out what your membership is going to be like what you're going to be offering and you're creating the content and the collateral and the platform with a few people up front so that like it's very low pressure and you are working out the kinks as you go so even in the beginning i think like you said like a membership is a really good place to start because you get to work with a few people really intensely get them amazing results and be creating your membership site and your program and like your system, your framework kind of as you go, which works really well. But also if you already have a thriving practice with one-on-ones and you're just getting burnt out on working with people one-on-one -on -one and answering the same questions over and over again, or you feel like group coaching would be really helpful because it, it can be really helpful for people to watch someone else get their questions answered since we mostly have the same concerns and the same thought patterns and the same struggles. When you can watch someone else be coached, but you're not the one in the hot seat, you can get a lot of breakthroughs that way too. So if you do have already a ton of one-on-one -on -one clients, it can be great to offer a membership component to that so that those clients can plug in into a, you know, like kind of like a membership system that you create, which can be a lot of different things. I think we talked about that before. You can have all sorts of different support and content in your membership, but whatever you decide is going to help people get the best results, they can plug into that and then be paying you month after month instead of you always hustling for new clients. Yes. I love that. And I think it's, it's a similar benefit to like an online course. You're basically you as the, let's say the leader or the instructor of the membership are creating content once that's reaching and helping a lot of people, um, for years to come. Cause even if you're doing like a live coaching call or something, you're going to save that somewhere for other people to watch. And it's recurring, which I think is really exciting about a membership too. Um, especially if you're like interested in digital nomad lifestyle or even just working from home, getting these people into a program that is you're serving them month after month and you're also getting paid month after month. So it can kind of slowly build. So what, um, just briefly, like what platforms do you recommend for membership sites? And I guess let's start with that. And then I have a couple other just like getting started questions. Yes. Okay. So I'm a huge, huge, huge Kajabi fan. Um, I love Kajabi. It streamlined my business a ton. And that's where I like house my courses, which are what my membership is made out of in different ways. And our up level, it like has different components of different courses that are part of it. So all of that is in Kajabi and it integrates your email, your website, all of the stuff together, payment processor, all of that. So I'm a huge fan of Kajabi. Oh yeah. And well, and I was going to say too, like anybody who's interested in creating a membership site and wants Andrea's step-by-step -step on how to do it and make it profitable, definitely stay until the end because we're going to be talking about how to get some really exciting trainings on that. Yes. <laughs> but feel yes, free yes, to, if you want to plug that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For memberships specifically, like some things work better than others. And I just kind of have this hacked with Kajabi. So I offer all the trainings on that and some cool bonuses on my website. It's buildaprofitablepractice.com backslash Kajabi, K-A-J-A-B-I. So if you're in the market for that, go check that out. I have some resources for how to bake 
it perfect for memberships, but yeah, that works really well. And then we have our community now for up level is with mighty networks, which is a wonderful community platform that is off of Facebook, very high engagement and high value in an intuitive like platform. I don't know. It's beautiful. Yeah. I, I love it. So it's basically like the community feel of, I hate to even compare it to Facebook, but because it's nothing like that, it's way, way, way better. But I mean, for those people who are like liking the community aspect of a Facebook group where you can go in and chat with other people and get your questions asked, you're getting that same benefit, but it's just so much more aesthetically pleasing, easier to use. And there's just so many more, um, things that you can do in there. So Mighty Networks and Kajabi um, in conjunction together is what we actually use for our membership. And yeah, I, I love them. And then one more thing as it relates to memberships, do you have any just like tips for keeping people engaged and enrolled in a membership? Yeah, so I do actually. I'm glad that you asked that question. I do want to say that I think when you're starting out a membership is a really good place where you can do things that don't scale. So I would highly recommend doing things that don't scale, which seems like the stupidest advice ever, <laughs> especially based on what we're going to talk about in a second, which is all about automating. But I think in your membership, it's really important at the beginning that you do stuff when it's small to refine the process and figure out what your members really need and what's going to help them keep getting results because people will keep paying if they're getting results. Like no one's going to cancel if you're really helping them and if it's a great experience. So you can do in the beginning, you can reach out to people one-on-one within Mighty Networks. It's really easy to do that. We can message people individually, like really check in on them and ask what would make this better for you? Like, how can I help you? And doing those things that you, you can't do when you have thousands of members, but in the beginning you can, that's how you're going to figure out what systems to put in place for the long term to keep your retention really high. So there's a huge benefit to starting small because you can be so high touch with your members. That is such a good, a good tip. Okay. Let's transition into something that you just recently created called selling like a dude, which (laughs) I love the name of by the way. And when I heard it, I was like, okay, I need to ask her more about this because it sounds very intriguing. So can you tell us what this is? Yes. Okay. Selling like a dude is kind of an experiment that I did that I had no intention of ever really talking about. It was just some spaghetti I was throwing at the wall marketing wise, and it turned out to be really profitable for me. So then I realized I had to talk about it. So I took a little time and I reflected and I had some insights that I know will be really controversial. So I love them even more because I love polarizing (laughs) topics like this. It makes it even better, but I really put some thought into like why this strategy worked and why I would get pushback on talking about it. Okay. So here's the lead up. The selling like a dude kind of insights are the difference between a masculine energy and a feminine energy around sales. And I'm going to do a lot of generalizing and like some people will hate me for that. I'm totally fine with it, but I think there's a lot of truth here. So back in May, I really was thinking about my funnels. And if you're unfamiliar with the word funnel, basically it's just like how you take a stranger that doesn't know you and kind of systematically introduce them to what you have to offer so that they eventually buy from you. It's a funnel. We're exposed to funnels all the time in various marketing all over. But I was like, you know, I just feel like I could do this faster. Like there has to be a better way to do this. Because I was at that point 
having like selling basically through a lot of automated emails, which has worked really well for me. I know that's worked really well for you too. So there's nothing wrong with that, but it was the like, give somebody a free lead magnet, give them something for free, let them get some value, keep emailing, like let them understand what the offer is, make the pitch. And that, it, and it worked and it was converting, but I was just like, man, I feel like things are really noisy and the internet, like the entire just internet marketing space has changed a lot in the last few years so that it's just, there's so much shit for free. There's so, there's so much noise. I'm like, I don't know. I kind of, I want to play with running ads to strangers, but then pitching them right away and not, not doing the whole sales funnel and just like just selling to strangers. So that was kind of the thought process. And I'm like, you know, I feel like that's what a guy would do. Like a guy would just figure it out. Be like, I'm just going to sell shit to strangers. I'm going to pony up some money for ads. I'm not going to overthink it. And I'm just going to figure out how to make it happen. So that was kind of the thought process. What I did is I took my lead magnet, which was a 28 page um, ultimate guide. And I started running ads and charging for it, which was just, like I said, like it was just an experiment. I'm like, I wonder if this would work. I mean, this thing's totally worth 10 bucks. So what if I just ran ads to strangers on the internet and <laughs> I've gave them this thing and said, Hey, if you want it, here's why it's going to help you. It's 10 bucks. And it worked really well. And I got, because I was being way more focused with my ads, I was, and I had a goal in mind. Like I got, I tweaked them faster and I just, I got my ads working better than I had before. So I was like, Oh, this is awesome. Now I was building my email list really quickly with buyers. We can talk about that too, which I feel like as I was going through this, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing because all of these people that are buying this are now added to my email list and they are getting emails for my higher price stuff, but they've already shown me that they're action takers. Like they've already said, Oh yeah, like I, I will pay 10 bucks to learn something from you. That's really interesting. I love it. Like over the course of a few months, I kind of refined the process and I quit really offering anything for free and was just doing these little paid funnels, which was basically offsetting all the money for my ads. So my ads were free. And then I kind of um, added a few more layers and some upsells and order bumps and um, turned them into really profitable so that for every dollar I was spending, I was getting two to $3 back. Like, this is amazing. So when I came, I know I'm kind of getting long-winded, but when I came to the point where I was like, I need to kind of tell people about this, I just felt like calling it selling like a dude made sense because it seemed like a very masculine way to approach marketing instead of what I think is as female entrepreneurs, what a lot of us feel like is that we really have to build so much trust and we have, people have to like us so much to buy from us. And, and I just don't think that's true. I think if, that somewhere along the line, the wires got crossed on that, that if people buy or don't buy, it has to do with us instead of like just marketing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally know what you mean. And I, I really like that how you kind of use like the masculine and feminine example in that. And I think it's so true because I think basically what you're getting at is men. I mean, this is, I guess masculine is the better way to put it because masculine and feminine doesn't necessarily mean man and woman. It's more of an energy, but I would say like masculine energy is more direct, right? It's like, yeah. they're not, it's not beating around the bush and like, I don't know if you want it, here it is, but you don't have to buy it. It's more like, this is it. Here's how much it is, the end. And I think yeah. that a lot of times there's a lot of value in that. And, and a lot of times as, you know, feminine, more feminine beings, I would say myself, is like, you think that you have to make yourself super long-winded and really explain the value. And sometimes that can really be doing, obviously there's pros and cons to either either one, but it can kind of, I think 
make it more difficult for your audience to understand what it is you're actually selling than being just super direct and upfront. Yeah, totally. Exactly. And I mean, I didn't go into it thinking like, I'm going to have this really masculine sales energy and then I'm going to, I'm going to make this work and then I'm going to teach people. I'm going to talk about it. I was just like, you know, I feel like there might be a better way to be more direct and to find people that are basically like waving their hand saying, help me. I want you to teach me and find those people and just sell them like straight up. Just be like, here, let's go. And it turned out to work really well. So I do think that there's a lot of value in simplifying things and detaching yourself totally from the outcome, which is a lot easier to do when you are running ads to strangers that you don't know. I mean, it's, it's really feels different if you are posting on your personal, um, well, you're like business, but you're, when you're posting to your friends and family and people that know you personally and they're not buying, it's, it does feel personal. Whereas when you're running ads, these are strangers, they don't know you. Either they're gonna buy or not based on if you're doing a good job nailing your marketing and your messaging and the pain points, and they're going to buy or not buy. And that has nothing to do with you. Well, this is kind of a perfect lead into the next topic I wanted to, to talk about with you, which is Facebook ads, because we kind of, our last conversation, we sort of, we started talking about your Facebook ad strategy, but not really, not really details about it. Like somebody who wanted to do a similar method to that, would you say that <laughs> like it, the thing that you are selling should be like less than $10 or do you have any kind of just generalized advice on how to make that successful? Okay. Great question. I think test it. I would, I just test. So with all things, like everything I'm going to say, I'm going to say some ideas that I have around this, but blow your own mind, test it, sell something for a thousand bucks, test it, see if it's going to work. But I think for the most part, it is easier to get off the ground with something lower priced, especially if you're just refining your messaging and figuring out because what you want to do basically in a Facebook or an Instagram ad is you kind of want to be blowing a dog whistle that only your perfect, perfect people can hear this whistle. Like everyone else is going to scroll past. It's going to not make any sense to them. I mean, I definitely will teach you how to have good targeting and find the right audiences. But for the most part, you want to be really specific. So you're like blowing this dog whistle that only the right dog can hear. Everyone else is going to go by. And to do that, you need to kind of do a few iterations of different, um, like different messaging. Is it going to be video? Is it going to be um, a photo? Is it going to be a story ad? Is it like, what's it going to be? And the only way you can ever figure out any of that is just to test. You're just going to try things and the things that don't work, you quit doing and you do more of and get better at the things that are working. So I would say test the, um, the process, test the price point, test what you're selling, just come at it with a really curious mindset. Like, I just really wonder what's going to work here. I wonder if I can sell something for $97 or I wonder if, if it should be lower priced and test, just find out. But then with the caveat there is that I find people are a lot more motivated to actually figure out their messaging and actually figure out their ideal client and figure out their niche when there's some money attached to it. And so the way I teach ads, it's really low priced. I mean, we do tiny budgets of a dollar a day, so it's a very low price, but even that amount will motivate most people to like figure it out because you have some money on the line. Oh, that's such a good tip for anybody who's like still 
can't figure out what their niche is or who their ideal client is, it's almost like, yeah, I mean, that's sort of the benefit of like hiring a coach or paying for a course is that when there's money on the line, you are so much more invested. So whether that course ends up being the best course you've ever taken or not, you are going to get value from it because you have paid your own money and you've shown basically the universe that you are ready to take some action. So I think that tip is just so, so good. So how, how would somebody know if they are ready to get started in Facebook ads? Oh, you're ready. You're totally ready right now. I've definitely changed my stance on this. I used to feel like you should kind of have an idea of what your niche is. You should have an idea of what you're selling. Like you should have some of these things figured out, but I've totally changed my tune on that. And after teaching this process and working with more people around it, I've changed my tune because of what I just said. First of all, I think that you'll figure that shit out way faster when you are spending actual dollars on ads. It'll just, you'll get clarity first of all, because you just have to. Secondly, I think that you can validate your ideas so much faster by getting more eyeballs on it. So I think even if you aren't ready to sell something yet, running some ads, which are relatively low priced, you can do this really cheap, but like testing an idea. If you are creating an online course or a membership or a group coaching package or something that you're like, ah, I don't know if people pay for this. I don't know if it's right. Like, I'm not really sure if this is going to resonate. Well, what if you just could spend 20 or 30 bucks on ads, get a few thousand people to see it. And if they don't take action, then you know that it, it isn't a good idea. Or if a ton of people are interested and sign up to learn more, then you do validate your idea. So I think like validation is also a totally underused tool that um, Facebook ads and Instagram ads could be used for. So I think no matter what stage you're at, there is probably a reason for you to put a few bucks into ads and test. Totally. It's a good way to kind of bypass not like if you don't have an audience right now, there's still a way to figure out if your idea is going to be profitable just by like what you said, putting, putting a little bit of ad spend money behind it. So what would be your recommendation? So let's say somebody wants to start doing ads. They're at the very beginning and they don't have a huge budget. Like what amount would you recommend spending per day or per week? Great question. I feel like you need to start probably with like, I think a hundred bucks would really get a lot of Intel depending on how far along you are in your business. So if you're at that validation stage, what you would want to do is test out some different audiences and test a few iterations of ads and run it. Facebook and Instagram are the same company and it's the same ad platform. So just as I'm lumping those together, just know that you, you can run ads on either or both platform like independently or together. So that's why we lump them together. But running some ads to validate, like we just said, would be a great idea. A lead form would do that by basically delivering the ad to someone. And if they resonate with it, they want to learn more, like join your wait list or get your emails or something, they can actually just fill out a form going to populate with their email address and their name as it is already in their profile. So people are a lot more likely to fill those out than to go to your website an opt-in just because it's, it's just super easy to do it. So a very scrappy lead ad would be a great way to validate. And you can do that for less than a hundred bucks for sure. If you have something to sell then, um, and, and most people do, like, I think most people that are listening to this podcast are probably either already have a lead magnet or already have an idea of what a good lead magnet would be for them. So just sell that, like, just try it. Would you recommend doing ads for something like one-on-one -on -one coaching? If let's say that's the only thing that somebody's selling right now, or do you think it's better to have them for like a digital offer? 
Oh, I love that you asked that. Okay, I was gonna kind of circle back to this when I talked about order bumps and upsells before. I've been giving some thought to this and because I've been seeing some of our members that have implemented it and I'm like, this is genius. So what a really good strategy would be is to get something digital, like a PDF, um, just something. You can call it a free course. You could put something digital together, like exactly what you would offer as a lead magnet for free on your website or if you probably have thought you would do for free, just create it, have it, and you're going to charge for it. But what you get to do, the magic of a checkout page on, this is really easy on Kajabi, but I think that you can do this on pretty much any, um, any checkout software that you would have for your website, is you can add what's called an order bump. And an order bump is like just an extra checkbox that somebody who's already checking out for that thing that they're buying. In this case, for me, it was my ultimate guide for 10 bucks. They're already there on the checkout page. They're already going to you know, get out their credit card or their PayPal or whatever and pay 10 bucks, but then there's this little check mark, little check box where I had a mini course called Take Charge with Trello, which um, is a kind of a fan favorite mini course that I have where I teach how to like color code and optimize your workflows and processes in your business. So I just had this little check box where you could add that for $37. And I had so many people that just at the checkout were like, you know, it's kind of like the, um, like adding a candy bar. <clears throat> or Reese's, for example, at the <laughs> checkout line at the grocery store, you just throw it on at the last minute. It's kind of like that. Um, so people, I, I had a lot of people that would add on that order bump and then their $10 guide turned into a $47 purchase, right? Which is fantastic. But I've had members where I'm circling back to here, members who have been running ads with their lead magnet, like charging for their lead magnet, whether it's 10 bucks or 20 bucks or whatever, and then adding on in um, like a one-on-one -on -one consultation as an order bump that people could opt in for at on that checkout page. And that works really well too. Ooh, that's a really, really good idea. I think, I think cause a lot of times the thinking behind this is like, if somebody has already made the decision in their mind that they're going to spend, let's say $10 on your lead magnet, usually it's a much easier yes for them to just add on something else. It, exactly like your Reese's example. You're like, you bought all this other stuff. You're about to check out. You're like, oh, I need some gum and a Reese's as well. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so it's a really, really good point. Okay. A couple other just Facebook questions for people who are getting started. Do you, I know you kind of said, and I'm pretty sure that I know what the answer will be for this, but are there in general types of ads that perform better? Like have you in your experience seen a video ad to perform better or like something on Facebook specifically versus Instagram or Instagram stories? Like what in your experience has worked the best? Oh, so my experience, best news of the day is that I don't even have that much experience with this and it still works for me. So take everything I'm about to say with a grain of salt. I could, I'm not an ads expert at all, but um, I've learned just a couple of things that have worked well. So I always test, I always test video and uh, just a plain graphic, like a, just a photo or a static image together. Like I, I will just test it and see what works better. Video usually does work better. And I like to do video ads because personally, I just think it is way easier to take my iPhone and do a quick video. And here's a pro tip, something that um, I guess just right now, but this, this will probably hold for the future, depending on when you're listening to this, but especially right now, probably in the future, the ads that work the best are things that don't look like ads. So when you think about what you're going to publish and put out there, you want it to look like something that would just be native in the newsfeed and doesn't look like an ad. That's going to always perform better. So just a video with your iPhone, like just like if you were going live on Facebook or something, um, that's going to usually perform better because it doesn't look like an ad. Also pro tip, 
is that when you do videos, you can then retarget people really easily who have watched a certain percentage of your video, which is another strategy that I teach and you know, that I've kind of learned here that has worked really well is that someone that watches say 50% of a video or more is very interested in what I'm saying or what you're saying. So it stands to reason that retargeting them with a different kind of ad or a different offer later, like it just makes sense because they've already shown interest, right? So that's another score for video. I love that. Those are really good tips. And again, anybody who's interested in learning more about Facebook ads, stay tuned until the end because we are also <laughs> going to be talking about that. We have lots of goodies for you at the end. Um, okay. So a couple other things I wanted to touch on. We talked a little bit about outsourcing last time. I would love to, again, for somebody who's at the beginning of their business, just kind of touch on that again. Um, because I think you even have, you have so many cool like mini trainings, but I think you have one that's about how to outsource. What is it called? Yeah. Yes. It's called easy outsourcing. Okay. So what are like the first couple of things that you would have a VA or like an assistant help you with? Honestly, I would outsource anything that is, has been on your to-do list and you've like moved it to the next day multiple times <laughs> because you hate doing it. For most people that's graphic design because we aren't graphic designers and aren't very good at making things look as pretty as we want to. So that's something that I notice a lot of people push off or just like general website setup or email list integration, that kind of thing. Those like technical things that really aren't that big of a deal, but, but if you haven't done it, if you're not an expert or if you feel like it just takes forever, they're very easy things to put off and then they don't get done and you're not, meeting your goals because you're not getting your tech all put together. I feel like those are the first thing that I would outsource. Anything that someone can do really fast and way better than you for a few bucks, which is most things, that's what I would outsource. Yeah. And I think it's too, it's also really important to like think about what, when do you feel like you're in your zone of genius and what are the things that only you can do and you cannot outsource. So like for me, I think about being on video or podcasting. Like I can't outsource that because nobody else is me, but literally everything else can be outsourced pretty much. And the more I outsource those other things that don't necessarily involve me, the more that it frees up time for me to be in my zone of genius and be on camera and have the energy to do a podcast, which ultimately grows my business a lot faster. So I think thinking about it that way, even if it's, even if it's things that you know that you could do, I think this was my challenge when I started my business is that I actually was pretty competent at doing a lot of things myself. So I did, but that, that stalled my business growth a lot when I could have just been outsourcing those things and focusing instead on the things that only I could do. Oh, I totally agree with this. And I think another intangible benefit of outsourcing in the beginning is just feeling like a, like a real business owner. And I know that that just sounds so weird, but truly it makes you have a higher level of focus when you have a contractor that is going to keep you like one of our members inside up level talks about this all the time. She's like, I got so much more productive when I hired a VA because she, like she gave me deadlines. She needed me to get this shit done so that she could do her job that I paid her for. So it made me feel like this is my business. Like I need to be professional. I need to meet these timelines. And I showed up in a totally different way because someone else needed me to. Like, I, I just think there's a lot of value in that too. Oh, totally. Well, and going back to the point of like putting money on the line, I think it's even better 
even if you have a very small budget, like in your starting to actually pay somebody to help you because you are going to be a lot more motivated to like get them what they need to get their job done if you're paying them. Whereas like if you just have somebody who let's say is in free, like interning for free, you're not going to really value them as much or their time or get them like the things that need to do to be productive to help you. <laughs> totally. Totally. And the best news for us here in America or probably wherever anyone is listening to this from is that our exchange rate overseas to countries like India, the Philippines, um, there are some others too, but those are my favorites. Like our, our dollar goes so far there that you can hire an absolute expert that can do the tech stuff and graphic design and um, social media management, things like that so much faster and so much better than you think. You, I think that we just have this expectation that things are going to be a huge investment and super, super expensive, but that's just not the case because our exchange rate is so favorable. And that website is, is it onlinejobs.ph? Yeah, that's one. That's for, um, for the Philippines. And the cool thing about India and the Philippines is that they do speak um, English pretty well. And so depending on who you, you can certainly get freelancers that are very, very fluent in English and you may need that depending on what you're outsourcing. But like, usually it's not a language barrier issue I find in those two countries. So I like those, but I'm actually having the best, um, best outcome just on Upwork, upwork.com. And that's what I show in the easy outsourcing course. Uh, what I do is I actually just recorded the, my latest hire where I have a contractor that this was actually for our up-level membership. We needed someone to do timestamps and transcribe our videos so that members, um, like when we do a live coaching call, we will have certain, um, like people come on with certain issues and questions and we'll talk about strategy and coaching around certain things. So we wanted to have timestamps in the, and know exactly where people could just like start if they were only interested in one segment of that. So we needed someone to do it. And I just videoed myself and recorded screen shared my process on hiring someone on Upwork to do that process. And so that's what the easy outsourcing is, is I just like literally show you over my shoulder how to find someone really good and inexpensive in just a few minutes. So that's what that is. Oh, love that. Okay. Let's now transition into all of the juicy things that we have going on for Black Friday. So anybody yes. who's listening right now, um, when this comes out, but also even if you're listening to this months after Black Friday, what we're talking about is still going to be available in a, just maybe a slightly different form. So it'll still be available, but we have a bunch of really amazing bonuses and pricing for people who um, enroll during Black Friday. So um, our up-level membership is weekly group coaching and a lot of other things. So I'll just have you kind of get into this at the beginning right now. And then we will talk a little bit about like all the bonuses because basically everything we talked about today, creating a membership site, starting Facebook ads, outsourcing, selling like a dude, all that good stuff is going to be <laughs> included when you enroll in the up-level experience, the UX membership during Black Friday. Um, and I'll, I will just say too, I get a lot of questions about how our membership differs from like my courses. and mainly the thing that I would say is this, the, the membership is a great starting place for anybody who's at the beginning and maybe doesn't even have anything to sell yet or has something to sell in their business, whether that's a course or an ebook or whatever, but they're just ready to scale. The main difference is, is that you're getting like the one-on-one -on -one and group 
group coaching support in the membership. Whereas an online course, it's kind of for people who are ready to just go at their own pace on their own time, which obviously there's value in both of those things. But I know that a lot of people really want the kind of group collaboration feel. So yeah, definitely. I think we have seen, it's been so fun since we launched UX and we have kind of let the members take the reins. We're like, we're here to support you. We are creating this container for whatever you need to get the best results. And we have some ideas on what that is, but what else do you need? We've been just like, you know, kind of letting it organically come together. And it's been so fun because we have, um, like now we have these brainstorm breakout sessions where um, everybody kind of like, I don't even, this sounds so cheesy to say, but I feel like looks at each other's blind spots. Like you come to that call with, I'm really stuck on X, Y, Z. And as a round table, everyone gives you input and insight into what your best next step might be or how to solve that problem. Those are freaking awesome. Everybody loves those calls. We have even um, like a virtual working space. We had a lot of members that were like, I, you know, I really miss having coworkers. I really miss being in a space where I had other people just to bounce ideas off of or to not feel like I'm so alone in my business. And so those are calls where people are literally just jumping on Zoom and like bouncing off ideas and just working together, which is so cool. We could never have anticipated that those types of things would be so needed, but it's just kind of has come together inside the membership, which has been so fantastic. And I feel like I went on a tangent. What was I supposed to be talking about? Oh, no, that, that's perfect. Just anything related to like what people are getting. And that's what I wanted to mention is like the, the breakout sessions, in addition to the group coaching with you, now we also have like some other coaches coming in and talking about human design and using tarot in your business, how to be more productive systems, like all of that good stuff. Um, so it's just, there's yeah. so many moving parts to the membership, but I think the most valuable thing is just having the network of other people. Like, yes, it's virtual, but it almost is the same experience of like having coworkers or like working with somebody else to bounce off ideas, um, which is just right now, especially, I mean, we didn't know that this was going to be coming at such a needed time when all of us are like starved for human connection, but <laughs> it works. <laughs> it does. No, absolutely. And just, just like having a, a group of people that you can in real time communicate with who get what you're doing. I think that we also underestimate how lonely it can be to be trying to navigate, figuring out online marketing and marketing in general. And like, what does this whole world, it's like a different world from most of our friends and family have no idea what we're out here creating and what we're trying to do. So having a, just a, a group of people that speak the same language and get what you're doing, that is so good. So inside UX, okay, this is what I was, I forgot to say. So we have the um, business bootcamp course that you and I created together. So for anybody at any stage of the game, you're going to come in and take a self-assessment of what stage your business is at. And then we literally tell you where to start first. Um, like what tools you need and what to plug into. So the, the bootcamp is um, a five week, pretty intensive, like audit if you already have a business or foundational, like how to create it if you're starting from scratch. And that's awesome. So you get that inside the membership, you get all of the ongoing coaching calls that Amy and I talked about that are every single week, multiple times a week, lots of ways to plug in, get accountability if you need it, just get a fresh set of eyes. Uh, we have people collaborating together and creating joint ventures together. Like we have the most incredible stuff going on just because people are feeling so connected and so um, inspired because there's just a group doing it together. So we're creating lots of opportunities for that kind of connection. And it's, it's just 
I don't know. It's so fun. So all of those calls are recorded, all that kind of stuff. You can plug into the recordings if needed. So the other bonuses that, that come with the membership. Um, and again, when you enroll, you're getting the entire year. Um, when you enroll on black Friday, you're also getting the, so the profitable business boot camp, which is kind of like, a online course jumpstart, I guess. I mean, you explained it really well, but that's normally valued at 997. And then you're also getting the ads like a boss training. So kind of you briefly touched on ads in this episode, but um, it's going to be, or I guess a yeah. whole workshop on how to get those started. Like, step it's like step. A, yeah, it's exactly like how to test different audiences, do those micro budgets of a dollar a day, do the validation. It's like, it's basically everything we kind of touched on here, but it's the how to do that. And then the last but not least, most important part is you are also getting the membership magic bundle. So tell us a little bit more about what you teach in that. Yeah. So when Amy and I were talking about what to do as like a really kind of like juicy special thing for Black Friday, I was like, you know, I feel like I should just put my membership magic course bundle, which is like my full eight module step-by-step course on how to create and launch and scale a membership site. I'm like, I feel like we should bundle those together because what has been happening is we have members come into up level and they really like that experience. And they're like, how do I create this for my people? Like, how do I, how do I make a membership like this? And I do have an online course and a system kind of for how to do that. So like, let's put them together and for black Friday, but beyond, if you're listening to this recording later, we are offering like all of it as one juicy package. This is the membership magic blueprint, which is like I said, the eight modules of step-by-step how to do it. Um, Ads like a boss we talked about. It's the easy outsourcing course for exactly how to outsource any part of your membership creation or online course, anything that you're creating. Basically, it's like how to outsource the tech piece of that. Um, Let's see, my my take charge with Trello course is also in there. That was the order bump I was talking about before for color coding your systems and getting really organized in your business so that you can just work on Mondays. <laughs> that's that's just what that. you'll create. <laughs> so if you guys are ready to check it out or enroll, you can just head over to buildaprofitablepractice.com slash podcast. Again, that is buildaprofitablepractice.com slash podcast. I will also be linking to more information in the show notes. Um, and I will just say too, I wanted to because you mentioned take charge with Trello. I have gotten so much good feedback about that from people who have gone through it of just like how it's helped them just systematize their entire business and like people's minds are blown. So you guys, I just know are going to be so, so happy with the amount of value that's in here as well as the group coaching. And it's just, it's so much fun. So I'm excited to have all of you guys in there. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention that we'll have to do future podcasts about some new programs we're doing in UX coming up, but we'll just see this for now that we have some like special stuff coming up that members in UX are going to get. So you just want to get your booty in there because we have all sorts of good stuff that we'll be (laughs) revealing over the next few months. Well, I think that's such a fun thing about a membership too, is that there's, even if you enroll right now, like there's a lot coming in the next year that we don't even know yet. So yeah, <laughs> you, it'll, it'll be, be lots of surprises. Uh, <laughs> yes. But anyways, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening to this and go connect with Andrea at andrea.nordling.ntp. And I'm at Rebel Nutrition. And thank you again so much for being here, Andrea. Thank you for having me. I love these podcasts so much. Me too. Yeah.